Welcome to the Chalk Care Bar and Grill. Jeff Johnson here with Miss Debbie, the famous Miss Debbie, the know-all of the hey, early John. learning world, the queen of bulletin boards, the queen of laminating, the queen of behavior charts. Uh, Debbie, glad to have you with, with us. Uh, we're here live on Zoom, and we've got some uh, participants that have uh, have some um, have questions for you. Uh, so was there a degree? Was it a degree in child development you got from uh, Harvard, Miss Debbie? That's a question that's here in the in the chat. Or was it like mm. uh, animal husbandry or something? No, my degree was in elementary education with a, a writer in early childhood education. Uh, so um, I'm I'm very educated huh. and. Well, and I know what's best for kids. Let's 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 get into uh, get into some uh, some some of our Zoom people here in the order that they're showing up on my screen. Uh, Carol, what do you have for uh, De for Debbie? Hi, can you hear me? Yep, Miss Debbie. Hi, I'm curious, how mm -hmm. many items in your classroom are teacher touch? What? T can you tell me what teacher touch means? Uh, teacher touch means that only the teacher is allowed to touch it. Oh, everything above hip level is teacher touch only. So if it's it's above uh, hip level for me, not for the children, so they have to kind of know where my hips sit, they, they cannot touch it. I mean, I have five laminate machines, and they could burn their little fingers on that laminate machine if they touch it. So we have to have some strict rules on them not touching things they're not supposed to touch. Did it, did you ever, you know, did you ever kind of think about maybe if they can't touch it to just take it out of your room? Well, where would I put the things? I mean, look at, look at my house. I don't have room for laminate machines in my house. Just plants. <laughs> okay. They all, they all seem to be alive. Um, so you have, a, it, it sounds like it's a really not well, also Carol children need to learn that they can't have everything that they want all the time. The children today are so entitled. And so I think it's a really good lesson to teach them self-control because if they can't touch the things that teaches self-control, Carol, Well, uh, apparently, Ms. Debbie has put Carol in her place. Carol, you get any uh, any rebuttal to that? Well, I, I was just wondering that you would think that Miss Debbie might want some self-control over putting things in her room that kids can't have and yelling at kids for touching them. That's how children learn, Carol. How are they ever going to learn if you can't tell them no? Well, they, they children learn, today need to learn. Debbie, they learn by no. you yelling at them? No. Um, okay. Um, Lindsay, what do you, what do you have for Miss Debbie? Uh, Miss Debbie, I'm wondering if you can share some of your expertise around kindergarten readiness. Oh, I'm the expert on kindergarten readiness. They come to me when they are mm, almost three, like just before they turn three and we, we get them ready. We, get them ready so when my children leave so I have them for a couple of years but really they could go right from being three to kindergarten if 
if the state would allow them. And I actually, I have gone to the state and I have stood up and I've asked for them to allow the children in my classroom to start kindergarten early because they are ready. What, what does, what does ready mean? Mm, it means that they know all their ABCs and one, two, threes, Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, any follow-up to this? So to clarify, you're hoping that children start kindergarten as early as possible and that they memorize their letters and numbers as early as possible. And that's your goal? Definitely. I feel like uh, earlier is better. I mean, isn't that a mantra in the United States of America? What about valuing children where they are in their childhood? Do you see any value in what they're doing in each moment at each age before they reach kindergarten age? Lindsay, I just do what the parents want and they just want their children to be, they want to be able to say, my, my child knows all their ABCs. My child can read and they are three. That's all they want. What, what's your, what's your favorite uh, children's book, Miss Debbie? My, my favorite children's book. Well, actually, Jeffrey, I have found that uh, when you're trying to get them ready for kindergarten, when they're three, that you actually don't read children's literature to them. Mm. So we we start with things like um, we start with things like, I mean, like big people books, Jeffrey. I, I heard I now I don't know if this is true, but I heard that. Uh, you had kids reading, um, you were, you, you would read the phone book to them because you wanted them to learn their numbers. I mean, doesn't that make sense? Well, I mean, there are a lot of numbers in the phone book. So, um, yeah, I guess that would be a thing. We've, somebody's wondering in the, in the chat. Sometimes actually, Jeffrey, I'm going to tell you how we learn, um, some math. Uh huh. Sometimes we take field trips to the graveyard and we, we calculate how old people were when they passed away mm -hmm. that that sounds sounds delightful i've i've i'm seeing here in the chat somebody's wondering if uh you read any you, you said adult stuff uh if you read any shakespeare to them maybe mm -hmm. well shakespeare's a little bit hard for me to comprehend i i prefer more things like gone with the wind so I, and i'm wondering you you seem i mean maybe romance novels is that maybe what you read a lot of um I love a good romance novel. I, Debbie, I didn't ask. I had this in my notes. Um, do you do you have a do you have a significant other? Is there a special a special somebody that you go home to your your plant filled uh, place at night to that? Uh... No, you know, Jeffrey. Ever since that night where you thought I was wearing the apple embroidered apples, like you have uh -huh. my heart, Jeffrey. Um. Well, that's. I don't. Uh... I don't have a husband. I don't. Mm -hmm. that's kind of uh that's a surprise i mean you you're I know, uh i know right i know strict ways, I your know. nine cats and no husband I that's uh I'm, i know well um if, if anybody knows anybody they want to hook, hook uh hook debbie up with maybe we do some matchmaking uh this is going to be this is going to be really crazy here but debbie like wants to talk to like miss debbie so uh, debbie yeah, what do you have to say well, hey, Miss Debbie, my question. Oh, hey, Debbie. Great name, Debbie. Thank you, too. Um, do you use the dot, dot, not a lot method oh, with I glue? Love yes. How did you know? 
The dot, dot, not a lot works perfectly for getting them to use just the right amount of glue. I hate it when kids come into my program and they are like feral glue children and they just squeeze all the glue. Like who teaches them to squeeze all the glue out of the bottle? So we, we do dot, dot, not a lot to get them to, to really have that sales control to not like squeeze the whole thing out. Debbie, we, we, I, I let kids use as much glue as they want. Jeffrey, I'm ashamed yes, of I you. Do. I thought you were different. Oh, De- Debbie, Debbie does as well. Um, I think Carol had her hand up in, uh, in favor of that too. So um, it, De- that's just a waste of resources. Uh, well, see what I do is I, I dilute the glue. Um, so I get more, more use out of it. Or if they, they, they really need to squeeze, I, I put other things in the glue bottle, like, uh, like water, um, because there's this need to squeeze and it's developing a lot of, a lot of control in, uh, in the wrist you know, and hands. Here, and I'll tell strength. you how that I oh, okay, get them to, to do the squeezing. They get that. So we have um, this clothespin system. It's it's actually like a behavior chart. You've heard of behavior chart. I am, I am good at those behavior charts. So I have each of the children's names on a clothespin, and mm-hmm. those clothespin like that's fine motor, right? So like when they do something they're not supposed to do, they get to use their fine motor skills and they get to move their clothespin down onto the red of the behavior chart. That, that, that's genius. That's genius, that's, Jeff. That's, Ray. De- Debbie, do you have more for Debbie? I, I do actually, because as she was talking about behavior charts, I was already thinking, what purpose do they serve? Hmm. The behavior charts, they are, I'm telling you, they're, they're the best tool. That they help you to have control over your classroom because that's what we need, right? We need control over our classroom so it doesn't erupt into this feral glue squeezing room full of children so the behavior chart is there to uh basically get children to do what you want them to do when you want them to do it because if they don't then they have to use those little fine motor skills and they have to move that clip down but sometimes if they do something really nice like mm, like glue their eyeballs on the right place on their craft project or maybe sometimes help me put a bulletin board up with all my my beautiful uh paper plate penguins um then they get to move their little clip up so it just when they do something that I want them to do that I appreciate then we move it up but if they're doing something they're not that I don't think they should do then we move it down uh, Debbie, I'm, I'm also thinking that the kids in your program might build their fine motor skills and hand strength with uh, with the stress balls they're all probably obviously walking around with from being in your classroom. I, I have a feeling that you maybe stress out um, young children to some degree. You know, I mean, you should see how much those children love me. I, I, I would love to. I would love to come and Jeffrey, visit your program. You should um, come. You um, should come. We should we should work that out sometime. Maybe maybe love, get a tour. I would love nothing more for you I, I'm, to come I'm, visit my classroom, Jeffrey. I'm, I'm seeing in the uh, the comments here. Somebody's wondering if you uh, you have a behavior chart for your cats because I'm guessing nine cats can get really unruly. Mm, no, you know <clears throat> my nine cats. They are like 
they are like children to me, mm-hmm. Jeffrey. But uh, they don't really need behavior charts because they spend a lot of time uh, in cages and in the sun in my front window. Uh, so they they really can't misbehave. Well, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Debbie, did you have anything else for Miss Debbie before we move on? No, I'm good. Thank you so much. Th- thank you for sharing. Uh, Marianne, what do you have for Miss Debbie? Marianne. Marianne. Miss Debbie, I'm just yeah. so impressed with all of your thoughts. And thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm curious how children in your program develop critical thinking and problem solving skills. Mm. Well, so they get the critical thinking skills when. Mm, like an example of that would be uh, when they can't figure out where to put the materials when they're done. They have to read all of the the labels on the bins that I carefully, carefully labeled at the beginning of the school year so that they would know where to put all the materials when they're done. So they use their critical thinking to like... Uh, figure that out and then what was the other one you said Marianne problem solving how do oh, they learn to solve problems yes so they learn to solve problems like when okay so I earlier or maybe it was like last episode I talked about uh how we have color-coded chairs so uh they also have color-coded clothes pins that we stick to their clothes. So their clothes pin matches the chair that they sit in for centers. And so they use they use those skills that you're talking about to figure out which chair to sit in according to the clothes pin on their clothing. So do they make any choices themselves, Miss Debbie, or do you help them make all their choices? I mean, they they do make choices. They make choices about how they scoot their chair across the floor to get to the next center. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I know, I know. I teach classes on this. You should take one. Well, that would be interesting for sure. And so oh, now God. out of nine cats, which cat is your favorite? Oh, Snuggles, you know, Snuggles actually reminds me a little bit of Jeffrey. I might rename him. Um, He, he, he loves, he loves to sleep right next to me on my bed. Uh, One time he pooped on my bed though. And I wasn't really sure about that. But yes, was he, no. was, he, was he in his cage? Is cut? Do you cuddle with cuddle? Do you let him out of his cage? No, he gets he gets to come out. He sounds he's like he's fa- a he's my favorite. He's a he's a very good kitty. Um, yeah, Miss Debbie, his, his his name is at the top of the behavior chart at home all the time. I, I'm sure he's on green all the time. Mm-hmm. Debbie, I'm 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 getting this. Um, well, there's a, I'll get to that in a minute. There's Sarah in the chat is wondering if uh, how much time of the day should children spend with a pretend bubble in their mouth? I, I don't know what that means. Mm. You know, actually, I prefer marshmallows. I feel like marshmallows are mm, well. So like in the area of the world that I live in, s'mores are a thing. So most of the children know about marshmallows, maybe not bubbles. So we pop marshmallows we pretend to put marshmallows in our mouth and Mm -hmm. 
and that helps them to like not talk. So, so you're not a big fan of children talking? No, 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 no. They cannot talk. They can never talk. No, they li- they learn to talk by listening to me talk. I mean, didn't you see that video? I posted a great video of the reason why children don't need to talk in class. I I, I saw it came by in the chat and I missed it. Um, somebody was wondering you 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 don't seem to be a big fan of noise in the classroom. What's the uh, what's the average decibel level in your in your classroom? Mm. Well, I'm not really sure about decibels. I didn't go to Harvard for a decibel PhD, so I don't really know uh, what that means. But how how loud? I do you like it, it quite quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! They need to use their inside voices, and inside voices are like this, Jeffrey. What What about outside? Oh, outside. We don't go outside. Oh. Um, because that just makes them smell weird. Haven't you ever had kids come in from recess and they smell funny? Mm. They smell like pee rock and sweat mm-hmm. and gross. Speaking of smelling funny, Debbie, and I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to be offensive, but you, you see, you know, with the, the laminating going all the time and that, that seems you get really sweaty around those hot laminators and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you've got this, uh, this certain musk about you that, um, mm. wouldn't you like to find out Jeffrey? Um, uh, no, Miss Debbie. Um, um, Debbie, you've, you've kind of caught me off guard. You've got me uh, feeling a little bit uncomfortable on my own podcast. Um, Debbie, I'm, I'm wondering, what's your, what's your long-term goal for, for, for yourself? Now, you've, you've become a, a, a sensation on the social media, and you're, you're selling, you're giving away whatever your little, your little worksheets on whatever mm-hmm. it is. Pray, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what do you, 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 get, you get some books out? Yes, I do. I, I actually sent those titles to you uh, before this. Um, um, the title of my first book, if you could help jog my memory. I mean, I, I, I didn't have pull, that, I didn't pull up that time. email because I figured you'd remember the name of your own books. Well, I think the first one is Taking Back Control of a Classroom. Mm-hmm. People don't have enough control over their classroom these days. So I feel like that is very necessary in this day and age. We can't have children talking in class or moving ever, except if it's their chair to the next center. Just moving that chair to the next center. Or their Um, clip to the next level of the behavior chart, Jeffrey. Debbie, you're you're fascinating. Anybody else have a question for, for Debbie? I, I don't want to. I don't want to hog the conversation with uh, with Debbie here. I have a I have a question for you, Jeffrey. Well, Heather's got something for you first, oh, and then you can oh, ask okay, me a question. Okay, Heather. So, Miss Debbie, are you a big fan of themes? Oh, themes! I have theme boxes. I have theme boxes. So. 
like this is my one of my passions is this is themes so i have a, a a tote box like a rubbermaid tote you know those big like 13 gallon tote boxes and we have one for all the themes so my favorite one to start the school year is apples we start with apples and we have all the apple things all the apple things for that apple theme in that tote box. And then when we're done with apples, we move on to community helpers. So we learn all about the policeman and we learn about the fireman. And after we're done with that one, it's usually about full time. So we learn about, we have like a theme box for leaves Hey, Debbie, may I, can I interrupt you for a second? Somebody in the chat is wondering if your your apple theme, if there's any actual apples involved, you like you like real apples. Mm. Well, so like, do you know that Hi Ho Cheerio game? We yes. take all the little red Hi Ho Cheerios out of the Cheerio games, and then we use those on. Have you ever heard of file folder games? Sure, but you so you're okay. pretending the cherries are apples. Yeah. So so this is this is. Fantastic. And I get to use my laminator for this. So we put trees, we laminate the trees and they all have different numbers on them. Mm -hmm. And then the children get to put apples on the trees. So like if it says the number eight, they get to take eight of those cutie little hi-ho cherries. And sometimes in the Target dollar spot, you can find you can find apple erasers, little mini ones, and you can use those for those file folder games. And they can put the chair, the cherries with the apple erasers on the trees. And then the best part ever is they get to pick the apples off of the trees once they put them on. Hey, Debbie, back in the back in the day when uh, my wife and I used to run a family child care program, we had a an apple tree. And and so our apple experience was a little bit different. The kids would go outside in the uh, the spring and um, and climb the apple tree way up into the apple tree. And they'd they'd uh, smell the flowers and they'd pick some of them. Sometimes I had to remind them not to pick all of them or we wouldn't have any apples. And and then as the uh, the year went on, they would they would climb the apple tree and they would they would pick out some small little baby, tiny little baby, cute little baby apples. And they would uh, use those in in mud play and they'd smush them and everything. And then as, as time went on, the apples would grow and then they would climb up the apple tree and they would pick and eat the apples. And then they would pick up the groundfall apples and, and mush them and mix them and pound them and do all kinds of stuff with them. And uh, that seems to, for, for me, that's a little bit more real life experience when you, you learn about apples by, by actually interacting with, with, with apples. Doesn't that sound like it would be a better experience? I mean, no, I feel like you're doing it all wrong, Jeffrey. I feel like we need to contain those children in the classroom. You said you were taking them outside and you were letting them climb trees. Mm -hmm. That is not okay. You have mentioned a few things today where I feel like you should, you should rethink these things. This is dangerous. And, 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 and yet it feels like you can't quit me, Debbie. Um, mm. So uh, I can't. So Miss Debbie, you're, I see that you're really passionate about themes. So what do you do when your kids are not as passionate about your theme as you are? Well, you, then their clip, you... their clip gets moved down on the behavior chart. So you wouldn't I mean, ever think of rethinking your theme or like 
dropping the theme or doing something different that they were interested in? No. I mean, I spent so much time getting that ready. Like, I'm not just going to throw out all my weekend time that I spend laminating on things. I'm not going to just throw that away. No, they, 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 they learn to pretend that they like it. Otherwise their clip gets moved down. So they're just pretending they don't really like it. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like most of the children really enjoy my themes and they, I mean, children love being in my classroom. I mean, my classroom's always full. Because you're the only program in town. Well, I mean, otherwise they could just homeschool. Um, yeah, I guess that would be an option. Uh, Debbie, uh, a couple of something I missed in the uh, in the in the chat here a, a little bit ago is if you had any book recommendations for people, you know, I'm a big fan of things like uh, Peter Gray's Free to Learn, uh, Angela Hanscom. Free to learn, like free, like you don't have to pay money. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll say that, um, Angela Hanscom's, uh, balanced and barefoot. I like, uh, just about everything by Elfie Cohen. I, you know, I think he's kind of a little bit too much of an East coast liberal for me in some ways, but he's a good guy has a, has a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, what's her name? Um, Lisa Murphy, writes Some good stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, uh, no, Lisa, Lisa, I have a problem with Lisa. Yeah. I have a problem with Lisa. I feel like she preaches all about people doing messy things, and that is not okay. That just makes more work for the teacher. I Jeffrey. mean, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. So, are there are there any books you you would recommend to to listeners? Oh, oh, Seth Seth God, Godin's uh, "Stop or uh, Stop Stealing uh, Stop Stealing Dreams" is a is a mm. great manifesto about our educational system. What what do you what would you recommend people to read besides besides your books? Well, so there's this great book that I love that I get all of my. A lot of my ideas from it's called calendar time and I, I cannot remember who the author is at this point in time but I can find that for you if you if you'd like Jeffrey and then the other no need. The, the other book that I really recommend is uh it's all about don't let them be feral uh, it's it's about be behaviors in children in the classroom. And again, I can't. Are you, are you sure I, you're I'm not far, thinking about free range kids or free range? Yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking about that? Don't let them be feral. I mean, is that is that free range kids you're thinking about? No, no. It's called Don't Let Them Be Feral. I'm, hmm. I know. I know. Oh, I'm sure you do. OK, I just can't remember who the author is at this yeah, point. In time. Yeah. I can get back to you on that. Oh, oh, sure. I, I, I think people would really like to see a, a reading list of, of where you get all your ideas so that they could yeah. um, avoid them. Mm -hmm. um, maybe mm. is, is what I would think. Uh, Debbie. That, that um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm seeing here in the chat. Somebody mentions uh, all the great erasers and and uh, and things for themes in the uh, the dollar spot at Target. Are you a big fan mm -hmm. of the uh, Target dollar spot or oh, is yeah. that, that too Target crazy for you? All those, all those options. No, no, no. The Target spot right now at Target is hot. It is hot. So you need to get in there and you need to get you some Target dollar spot. No. Well, well there we go. Anybody mm -hmm. else have anything for Debbie before we, uh, we wrap things up? Don't be scared. 
Debbie, from from what I've seen tonight is um, a lot of the people here are kind of questioning your your way of doing things almost to the point that they're doing things the exact opposite way. Um, do you Jeffrey, do you, I don't feel that way at all. I yeah, feel like well, we made some progress tonight. I feel like we are going to start a revolution of my system of doing things with the behavior charts and the circle times and the calendar time and the teacher directed crafts. Like, I feel like I could get, I could get people to get some control over their classroom. Uh, I mean, it seems that way. And, and Debbie, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a free market guy. So I kind of feel like everybody should have their own opinion and everybody should make their own choices. On the other hand, I wouldn't want any child that I've ever met um, or come in contact with, or, you know, that I know exists in the world to have to experience your classroom. And I know that might Jeffrey. sound harsh, but that was a little harsh, Jeffrey. I wasn't expecting that to come from you. Well, I just, I just feel like I, I didn't, we're having an open dialogue here and I just felt like I needed to get it off my chest. Um, I would have a real hard time, even a kid I didn't like. And I mean, I, I mean, the whole idea that all kids are fabulous and wonderful. I'm, I'm not sure I buy into that. I've met some kids that are kind of jerky once in a while. And I, I would even want those kids in, in your classroom. Um, just, I mean, just, just putting it out there. Well, Jeffrey, I think you need to come visit my classroom sometime because I can show you a real good time. I think we'll end it there. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. I don't, I'm not sure where Kristen ended up being tonight, but uh, hopefully she'll be with us soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> oh, no, Miss Debbie left. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.